Welcome to TechBytes.nz, Tech and Leadership Talks with Two Ends. I'm Craig Young, CEO, and this week we're talking with Katie Butcher and Jared Brum, past leaders of our Flint Group on OE and life during the last 12 months of pandemic. Uh, well, good morning, everybody. It's good to see you here this morning, bright and early, um, and great to see Katie and Jared. We're, we're talking to uh, two ex-Flint leaders from Auckland who are now living in other places around the globe. And we're going to talk this morning about all sorts of things, about, but mainly about how the pandemic and the things that have happened over the last 12 months have affected the way people live and work, and then see if we can get some advice from our two leaders as to uh, travelling and living overseas. Um, it's great to have you here this morning, Jared. Jared's in London, Ontario. Is that right, Jared? And you told me it's been snowing. Yeah, we um, had some unseasonable snow last uh, last night. Sorry, so um, we've got all this greenery from spring kind of taking hold, and we had some snow. So that's been fun. Cool. And Katie, you're in London, the United Kingdom, or England? Don't we'll go that far. <laughs> and I hear, have you been to the pub in the last week? Multiple times. <laughs> so, that's nice. got to celebrate it cool all right well let's start with you katie just can you introduce yourself briefly what you did in new zealand why you left um and where you're living and working now sure so i was working as an advisory consultant in infrastructure and design back in new zealand for a firm called oricon i left at the start of 2020 but right before everything started going down so I left the country in january and moved to london and then always knew that 2020 was going to be the year uh, that we left New Zealand. It, being a young person in NZ, you know that at some point, if for the career progression and just the worldly experience, you want to leave. So 2020 was going to be that year. And yeah. London was just quite convenient because my partner had a job offer. So we decided to embark on the 24 hours of flying. It was a bit of a rough year, but I'm finally settled working as a consultant for Bain and Company. Cool. And Jared, you're in, let's go to the other London, um, which I think is not as big, right? But tell us about your story. When did you leave and, and why? For the record, the second best London, 169 years running, <laughs> uh, I've read. Uh, so I was with Westpac prior to moving, and I was looking after the IT um, department for the South Island there. Um so I came over in 2019, I believe, in January. And um, for me, having the, the year before the pandemic to kind of uh, get grounded and find a job and get settled in and learn the job and everything, that was really valuable for me. Um, so now I'm with a uh, IT consultancy called Infotech Research Group, which has got to be one of the most generic names out there. Yeah, you're true. Hey, well, then, can you... We had a brief conversation about this before we came on here, but just give us a bit more information about how the pandemic has impacted your life over the last 12 months. Yeah, so um, for the last month, uh, so, sorry, for the last 12 months for me, um, I live just outside of Toronto. Like it's sort of two hours away, but over here that's considered just outside of. Um, so Toronto has been, uh, I think, the city most affected by lockdowns in North America, I've read. So um, over the past, so, or so for the first 300, sorry, 365 days of uh, COVID, uh, Toronto and the area was locked down for 300 of those days. Um, so that kind of varied by municipality and stuff, but uh, either by sort of self-imposed or uh, mandated lockdowns. Uh, I've spent a lot of time at home now, so I'm well acquainted with my pets and <laughs> I know where everything is in the house. Yeah. So um, you 
think you told me you spent more time working at home for your current employer than you spent in the office. Yeah, that's right. So I think I crossed that mark about five months ago. Um, so yeah, but now at home more than in the office. And just tell us what what other constraints have you got in in place at the moment for you in London? Can you get outside? Can you exercise? Can you go to the gym? Any of those things? Can you shop? No, not at the moment. Um, so we can do essential shopping, um, which I think you guys are familiar with. Um, but our whole province of 13 million people is in uh, stay at home orders. Um, so they're not as strict over here. Like, please don't pull you up uh, if you leave the house. But there's a lot of like social expectation that you'll stay at home unless it's absolutely mandatory that you leave. Yeah. Okay. We, Katie, we can still exercise, but that's about oh, it. Oh yeah. Cool. Right. Um, Katie, um, how about you? What has the pandemic generally impacted you in the last 12 months? It's been a big impact. It's been <laughs> a big impact for a lot of people, but in particular, yeah. moving to London right before we had about a month of normality before everything started coming down. And at that point, it was quite disruptive since I was just interviewing and a lot of companies went on hiring freeze. So that was quite odd. I had some in-person interviews and then the interview that ultimately led to my job was I started fully remote. And because of the pandemic situation, they asked me to delay my start date into January. So I had six months of time and I decided to come back to New Zealand over that, which was it was great to have the option to do that, but it was definitely not the initial plan. Had to be a lot more flexible with my plans over the past month, uh, sorry, past year. So it, it's definitely been a challenge and making friends in a new city during the pandemic and the stay-at-home orders has been a challenge, but we're coming through on the other side of it. So tell me a little bit more about um, the office environment for you now. Jared's been working at home for a year. Um, things are changing in England, aren't they? They are. So we, uh, I started fully remotely in January, and it's only in the past three, four weeks that our office has opened up at less than 10% capacity. Uh, we have to apply to get in. I mentioned I was afraid of the involuntary manslaughter of my flatmate and got an exemption to come in a couple of days a week. Um, so that's been quite interesting because everyone's so separated. You haven't got your usual team around you. It's a bit more of an interesting collection of folks, but there's a lot of camaraderie that comes with that as well. Distanced camaraderie. Yeah. That's a, um, it's going to be fascinating. We've, we're about to release a report um, where we interviewed a number of CIOs in New Zealand. One of the issues that we've looked at is this whole working remotely, working anywhere type thing, and the impact it has on teams, but more, but also specifically for New Zealand, where um, listening to you two, I mean, I have a son in Belfast in Ireland, and he hasn't been in the office since March last year either. But in New Zealand, obviously, we've, we've, we've been able to go back to the office. So what's going to happen when people like yourselves who are, got used to this working remotely, changing things, come back to New Zealand and it's quite different, isn't it? Um, I don't have a question for you. I just think it is it is something that we're going to have to deal with in New Zealand. There are lots of anecdotal stories of people coming back to New Zealand feeling quite uncomfortable for a week or two where there's no mask and they can actually sit in an office or a pub and, and talk to people. So uh, there will be some follow-ons. Um, but just talking more about this COVID-19 and the way we work, I'm going to ask you a little bit out of your comfort zone, perhaps, or a little bit that you need to think about. What do you think, in your experience, 
having worked here and now working where you are, what sort of changes will last into that post-pandemic future, specifically around where you are at the moment? So Katie, why don't we just start with you? So I think that there will be a permanent allowance for flexibility in the workplace, maybe not the full-fledged five days remote, but more an expectation that one to two days from home is the norm and regardless of the business that you're in, which is quite a big difference from where we were two years ago, where it would be quite uncommon for anyone to be less than five days a week in the office. And I think there's a lot more willingness to just try a few different things. So adoption of a lot of technologies, particularly video conferencing and cloud, definitely shot up. And I think that's going to be a sustained positive impact. But I'm also quite optimistic that people are still missing hanging out with their co-workers in the bar after work and being able to have important meetings face-to-face. So I think hopefully the good parts of how business were will go back to BAU once we all feel comfortable and safe with that. Yeah. Yeah, and, me, and, and certainly, you know, my experience of London is it's such a, a, you know, bustling, busy place, which it obviously hasn't been for the last 12 months. And it'll be fascinating to see whether London goes back to that, you know, and, and um, tourism, et cetera, uh, how that rebuilds. Um, Jared, Canada, different, it's in a different place. Ontario's shut down. Um, and you're a research person. What about you? How do you see it changing the way we work? Yeah, really in line with what Katie's saying, um, a lot of the same stuff. Something that we've looked at is uh, like virtual workspaces. Um, so it'll be like they're, they're kind of in their infancy at the moment, but like 2D floor plans of the office say, and uh, as you go into a meeting about whatever, you can go into the actual like meeting room on the map and you have like a little uh, like avatar that represents you. And I think they're trialing some of this stuff with events as well. Um, but that just gives like a whole nother level of visibility into what people are up to and you can see that four of your teammates are in this room do I need to be there as well rather than having to go and look into their calendar and that kind of thing so I don't know whether it will take hold but that's one possibility Um, but yeah along with what Katie said I think sort of the mixed work week of partially at home partially in the office that'll become an expectation. Let me let me just tease that out a little bit more and I I know that this is a new question we haven't thought about but um, you know when you're thinking about young leaders in New Zealand that might be still thinking about an OE, et cetera. How is that going to change your experience? You know, in, in, in um, I was say my day, but, you know, when when I was young and we did our OE and you got to London, sorry, Jared, London, the UK, and you engrossed yourself in the life because you had to turn up to the office eight till five. You did what Katie said, you met people in the pub afterwards. But if the workplace changes, it's not going to be the same experience, is it? It's not, you know, OE may be the same as being at home you you just shift one flat for another i don't know what what do you reckon you could be right there just new sites to see and you don't get as sort of entrenched in the culture maybe i think um from like a planning perspective you'd want to be looking for a job much earlier on because they're open open uh, sorry open to hiring remotely you could possibly get your foot in the door before you come over um, I know when I moved here, I wanted to take a couple months to sort of explore the, the area. Um, and maybe that wouldn't be the best way about it now. Um, so, yeah, it might take a little bit more of an element of planning right. beforehand. Yeah. Katie, all right. You know, I London is where the, a lot of Kiwis go. In the current environment, you 
probably wouldn't get the same full-fledged experience of getting into the working culture as you would in pre-pandemic times. That doesn't mean that people aren't trying to still create that sense of community though. And as it stands, particularly for young people, London is just such a meeting point of folks from all over the world who are just here mm. to, to work, to meet people, to absorb the culture. And when we're allowed to, to travel around Europe at stupidly cheap flights. Yeah. So I, I do think that a lot of people who are here and remained here definitely want to try and create that community. So if anything, there is an opportunity to feel a little bit more a part of things or a bit more part of the, the fabric of society now, as opposed to just a two year long visitor. Yeah. Because you are part of that group that's trying to make things work despite all the, the restrictions working against us. Yeah. 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 Just, just, um, just while, while we're talking about that and uh, talked about cheap flights around Europe, I mean, that was one of the key elements why Kiwis ended up in London. You know, you get a visa easier, but then you could travel around Europe. Are you feeling confident, you know, sitting in the midst of it, that that is going to still be uh, something you can do, you know, within the next 12, well, um, you know, what time period do you think you'll be able to, you know, jet yourself around Europe, et cetera? We're quite optimistic, at least for domestic travel, being in full swing for summer. The hope is that we'll be gallivanting across Europe maybe by July onwards, but that depends on the pace of the vaccination rollout, which has been very successful here and is a couple of weeks behind in Europe and subject to all the new strains. Yeah. So I do think that maybe not quite the same level of travel, but at least a solid amount of travel will be available within the next year here. Yeah. And hey, work just, travel has already sorry. resumed for a lot of folks oh. as well. Oh, really? Well, you work for a consulting company, so are they starting to move around again? Uh, we're noticing more people now starting to need to be moving around, both in our industry and in our client industries. And now that everyone knows the, the ground rules for COVID and working with COVID and more and more countries progress in their vaccination rollouts, it's becoming a bit more possible to have work travel so these things are starting to change already yeah let's just um follow up on something that jared talked about about planning etc i mean do you think that job opportunities are going to be harder for kiwis wanting to do oe where you are in the next 12 to 24 months i mean you, you took a while you you have a particular story about your job but what about other people's experience do you think that'll it will well yeah what's your view Sorry, so like, will it affect people searching for new jobs yeah. over the next 12 or 24? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, most definitely, I think. Like, there's, I think, more jobs available at the moment. Um, like, our unemployment's down. Um, yeah, I, I think it'll just take a lot more sort of uh, planning and sort of scoping out what, what's available in the region that you're looking to move to. Yeah, just, just can we, um, Katie, you, you're in particular in, in London. Um, do you think jobs are going to be there? I think Jared made the point about planning. Is that something you would advise as well? I think you do need to be a little bit more solid in your plans right now and know what it is you're coming over for. But in terms of job availability, both in the professional space as well as the more classic OE, come and work hospital or retail, in terms of London, UK, that's it's actually a really good time. 
while some markets are understandably not going to be picking up for a while, others, the labour market is really tight now. And particularly with the UK and the effects of Brexit, it's far more competitive to be a New Zealand worker right now because it's as much hassle to hire us as it is a European. <laughs> and as everyone is counting down the days until all of the restrictions end, the demand for hospitality and retail is just going up and up and up. There's a lot of pent up demand right now, just waiting for indoor dining to break it free. Yeah, that's a classic Kiwi OE role job, isn't it? Hospitality, to be able to work in that environment and get around. But And that sort of leads me on to another question I wanted to ask you, which uh, someone sent me through yesterday. And, and it's, it's a personal question for you both. And it's like, you know, your OE, was it... Um, is it a is it, is is an OE for you? Is it classically leisure focused? In other words, getting there, the travel, the experience, or is it career focused? Katie, why don't we start with you? Which which one of those sort of drove your decision? My career focused, and I think part of that is also the visa type available to me. So I'm very fortunate to be here in a, on a five year visa, which does change the opportunity set than being on a two year visa, and just how you approach the time as well. So from a career perspective, the opportunities available in the UK are uh, New Zealand, unfortunately, can't hold a candle to it in many yeah. regards. The extent of career challenges and responsibility and breadth of opportunities here is far greater. Yeah. And there's benefits to working in the New Zealand market and in a large international market. But I definitely think that if you're a career-minded New Zealander, working overseas is definitely something you should do to get that. You want to just and repeat for me, that last was... little bit? Oh, sorry, Jared, you, you go. No, no, that's okay. Katie, you can repeat that. Uh, I believe you're wanting me to elaborate on something there, Craig. Oh, no, just the last bit you cut out. It must be the broadband in the UK. It just isn't up to scratch, I'm afraid. It isn't. It's terrible. And I'm on a 5G yeah. router. It's the best internet I could get, and it's so spotty. <laughs> that's a whole topic for a whole other discussion. <laughs> Uh, so if I cut out, I think I was just saying that the opportunity set and the level of the different business from working in such a large market, if you're a career-focused young professional in New Zealand, yeah. I think that you should be trying to work overseas at some point to get that international context and those opportunities. Yeah. Jared, sorry, we, we cut you off. No worries. Yeah, I, I agree with Katie. Um, there's nothing like the opportunity that international um, travel can present. I, I was I partly moved over here for personal reasons. I had some family that I wanted to connect with over here, and I was lucky and lucky enough to have dual citizenship, um, so I didn't have to do a visa or anything. Um, so very lucky in that regard. Um, but also, I was living in Christchurch uh, in New Zealand, and there weren't a lot of job opportunities there. So I was already sort of considering moving to Auckland for. Yeah. So I knew I had to move one way or another, and it just felt right at the time to come here. Yeah. Now, Katie, you didn't have a job before you left. Um, would you recommend that as a way for, you know, because Kiwis can get the two-year visitor visa or the five-year. I mean, uh, my son's on a five-year as well, grandparent visa. But what, what way do you reckon people should go? I think it really depends on what you're comfortable with and the resources available to you and the uh industry that you're in so i have a couple of friends who have already in the last couple of months moved from auckland to london and 
within their particular profession. So uh, chartered accountancy and civil engineering, both of them were able to pick up jobs really quickly, which is great. And the job market has really recovered from when I was searching in March of last year. I think it is easier if you are saying my position coming over as a couple and one person does have a job <laughs> queued up. Yeah. So you don't both have to be totally planned. If you are coming over as an individual, it, it does make it a little bit more difficult, but Jared raised a really good point earlier that a lot of companies are more willing to do remote interviews now. It's a lot more the norm and that off opens up its own opportunities there. Yeah. So a bit um, of a mixed bag, really. Depends on yeah, your own yeah. comfort level. Um, just, just on a logistical level, you know, um, where would people start looking if they wanted to find a job in, in the UK and London? I mean, we are... You know, New Zealand, we talk to people, you know, look on seek, but, you know, did, what, what is it? What, what are the places in the UK? I think there's probably three main avenues. The first being, particularly for professionals, work in your network. We have a lot of British expats in New Zealand who are very happy to point you in the direction of their old co-workers and get you interviews. And then there's the classic online application route. That's how I found my employer. And then the third track, I think, better suits those who are maybe looking at coming over here for the classic OE of working in a pub and traveling on the weekends is just to get on the ground and join the Kiwis in London Facebook page, see who's hiring and just get stuck in. Yeah, cool. Um, Jared, you know, we talked to Katie about London and the UK as being, you know, it's, a, it's obviously a traditional OE place. Tell me why Canada should be on the list uh, for Kiwis thinking about an OE. Yeah, I think there's, a huge amount to explore over here. Like you have easy access while well, in normal times to the States. Um, there's like the Caribbean, Mexico, um, Canada itself has just endless forests and lakes and so much to explore over here. Um, not only that, but it's, it's within flying distance of the UK and Ireland and Europe. And um, yeah, it's, it's a great place. But if you want to take like sort of the natural route and you're really sort of an outdoorsy sort of person, Canada's a great place to visit. Do you know how easy it is? Yeah. Do you know how easy it is for Kiwis to get access into Canada? Yeah, I think uh, from what I'm aware of, you're uh, eligible for the same two-year work visa that you would be able to uh, get if you're to go to the UK. Right. Because Canada, obviously, is a Commonwealth country. And yeah. Uh, yep. So you have that. Benefit. There's even been talks recently of um, some sort of like like equivalent travel agreement between New Zealand and Canada because they are both Commonwealth countries and the populations are so similar in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's something that Kiwi should be thinking about then. Yeah, I think All so. All right. Yeah. Look, really um, thankful for your time. Why don't we just finish up with um, just uh, Jared? You can start. You know, just. Uh, your last couple of thoughts you know what advice would you give people thinking about traveling um what's your pearls of wisdom as it were that you'd like to give people sure um i think if i've mentioned it enough times already this call about planning you yeah. got to plan the heck out of it um the other thing would be linkedin you want to leverage like katie was saying your network uh even people outside your network that you can access through linkedin don't be uh, don't be scared to shoot people like a personal message through linkedin people are often very happy to respond especially people branching out on oes or people that have maybe lost their jobs through other means um i've had some success with that through various things um but i think that's it yeah plan and use linkedin cool thanks
Katie? That's, that's coming from someone like, who hates LinkedIn. So <laughs> <laughs> for all the oh, evil yeah. it is, it's, it's got yeah. some good to it. Yeah. <laughs> Fair play. Um, I think in terms of advice or things I'd pass on is instead of waiting for COVID to just be over before making big decisions like this, do your own risk assessments, but you may as well. It's, there's still the opportunities here. There's still the community here and it's still your life to get on with. And the experiences, while they're different, it's also a story in itself to travel across the world in a pandemic and start your life up somewhere else for a while. So I wouldn't wait for everything to necessarily calm down because I don't think the timing's ever going to be right for yeah. a big grand move, especially something really disruptive. And you're better off to just plan as much as you can, get your feet settled under you, make sure you've got the resources available to you, but just go for it. And be very flexible because it might not be quite the traditional track and that's okay. You find, yeah. find your fun where you can and just get stuck into what, what's happening in the now. Cool. Hey, thank you so much. It's been so good to talk to you both. And uh, I realise one of you is at the end of your evening, Katie, and Jared, you've got yours still to come. I think it's four o'clock in London, Ontario. Um, really appreciate and it. Um, as... here. Oh, there you go. Well, <laughs> yeah. Eight o'clock in the morning, it's definitely not what you've got. Um, it does have coffee. I just want to say it does have coffee. Um, so, look, thank you so much. I mean, we might check back in with you guys, uh, you know, in 12 months' time or so and see how we are. We might even have some more Kiwi Flint leaders overseas. So I just want to thank uh, Katie, um, uh, Katie Butcher, and uh, Jared, Jared Rum, uh, for your time this morning. And um, wish you all the best. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks, Craig. Nice to see you guys. Craig. Okay. And get to talk to you. Cheers. See ya.